And we're recording. We're back for another podcast. I am Samuel Finlay. Some call me Sizzle. Sitting across from me is my co-host. Simon Quinn. Welcome. It's good to be back, man. You know, episode six. Love it. You know, we've already done five. I'm coming up to six. Very Mm. exciting. I think we're going well at the moment. And we're brought to you today by the Pink Galar from the Grifter Brewing Co. We're both sipping on one as we do the podcast. Delicious beer. It is quite nice. You know, I do love me some uh, some of the Grifter. It's a great brewing co. I'm glad you introduced me to it because you know what? They're probably my top favorite, top five probably favorite drinks, I reckon, in regards to beers. The Pink Galar. And what is your top this, five? Ooh. All right, I'll give it to you. Serpent Kiss. This is off. This is just off the top of my head, guys. Just letting you know. Serpent Kiss, of course. Hunt Super Dry. I love Hunt Super Dry. Budweiser. I don't mind a Furfy. And then I love a pink alar. Nice. So Serpent's Kiss number one. I think Serpent Kiss is probably my favorite beer at the moment. It's just that watermelon, man. It's fresh. I yeah, need that is, in my life, It is man. delicious. Very refreshing, isn't it? But this is also mm. quite delicious. A sour beer, pink lemonade sour beer. So for those of you who hadn't, haven't tried it, Grifter, pink alar, a delicious beer to try. So we're back. But before we get yeah. into the episode, we've got a packed show as always. Just some programming notes. It's coming to the end of the year. 2009 is almost over. Crazy. So we've got a special episode next week. We're going to be doing our best of 2009 episode. And then following that, because Christmas is just around the corner, we'll be doing a Christmas special. Love so that. Two big episodes coming next week and the week after. So stay tuned for that. And as always, please rate and review us on iTunes. We're also on Spotify and wherever else you can get your uh, podcasts. And I've also included timestamps now in the show notes. So if you want to skip ahead, if you're you know not an NFL fan or not an NBA fan, you just want to skip ahead to the pop culture, or you know you're just not interested in one of the topics we're talking about, you can always skip ahead. So that is included in the timestamps. My boy's a visionary. I'm telling you, I'm glad he's my co-host. You know, just want to make it for everyone. You know, we're here for everyone. That's the, you know that's what we, that's what that's we do. Right. Give the people what they want. Exactly. So, as I said, we've got a packed show, so let's jump straight into it. And we begin with some pop culture today, and we're talking Black Widow. Now, one of the Avengers will get her own movie come 2020, and the first trailer has been released. In my opinion, it looks epic, and you know I can, can never get enough Marvel. I love the Marvel movies, as do you. We always go see them together. It's like a ritual that we've uh, created Great ritual for quite some time now. What's your expectations after seeing the trailer? Yeah, so again, yeah, I'm actually quite excited about this. Um, I'll admit though at the start, I wasn't completely sold. I wasn't sure how Black Widow would go with a standalone film as she's obviously not a major character in most of the Avengers until probably more recently. But I really think like Scarlett Johansson is a really good actress and I think she'll be decent in it. And I kind of like the trailer. It kind of gets me into it a bit more. You can kind of see she has a sister, so you got like a sister there. She looks kind of badass as well, and it'd be interesting to see, like you know, how their why their relationship is so shaky. As you can see in the trailer, they kind of fight each other first, and it's like welcome home, sister, and stuff like that. Like super interesting about that. So it'd be cool to see her backstory and her training, because as we know, she's like that hectic Russian fighter slash spy. So it'd be kind of cool to see that backstory. And again, this is what I'm super keen for. Just, I love how David Harbour is just playing a brother. The Red man. Guardian. Yeah, aka our boy Jim Hopper from Stranger Things. <laughs> like, I love that. And like he looks awesome in it. Um, also, Rachel Reese is in it as well. So she's a really good actor as well. 
I loved her from the Mummy film franchises, if you guys remember that. She's like the main actress in that film and she's apparently playing her sister as well or her mother from what I could see in the trailer. So I'm pretty keen for this and you know me, I love a Marvel movie, so it's on my list and as we like to do, mate, we like to go on our little movie dates together, you know, and watch those Marvel films. Yeah, look, I'm really looking forward to this one as well. I think the interesting thing is the villain in this episode. So from the trailer and from what I've read, it's going to be the Taskmaster. Now, I don't know too much about the Taskmaster, but doing some research, apparently he can replicate the skills of who he's fighting. So could be some issues for uh, Black Widow and her family there. Um, in the trailer, he uses a bow and arrow, which also leads to the suggestion that another Avenger could be in this movie. And that is Hawkeye. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, because he does have the arrow. Yeah, I just looked up his a bit of information about him. Yeah, he says, well, he could be onto something here. Yes, and another little uh, suggestion that Hawkeye will be in this movie is that Black Widow is from, you know, this is going off the trailer, is set in Budapest. Now, in one of the Avengers movies, way back, they actually have a conversation in that movie, Hawkeye and Black Widow, and they mention Budapest. So this is set before the Avengers. Look at him, he's done so his research. It does look like Hawkeye, and I actually quite like Hawkeye. Like a lot of people don't really like Hawkeye. He doesn't get that much attention. You know, he obviously will get his um, Disney Plus TV series um, soon, but he doesn't have a standalone movie yet. So I think he'll actually play quite a large role in this film. And going off the trailer, it looks like he is definitely going to be in it. Has so, it been announced so that he's in it or is it still a mystery? It hasn't been announced. Just looking at the trailer? Uh, I mean, not that I've read anyway. Yeah. So I'm just going off the trailer and mm. from the research I've done. Yeah. And, you know, especially after looking up, you know, the Taskmaster's abilities can replicate the skills of anyone he's fighting. You know, in the trailer, bow and arrow. What does Hawkeye use a bow and arrow yeah so i think yeah, he's going to be in it yeah you could be right i'm just saying i'm literally just reading a quick article about it they say that the they haven't revealed the name of the actor playing the, the role of the taskmaster so they could be a major twist i think beneath the mask so sizzle maybe you're onto something maybe you wrote the script is that did you actually write this script or i, like, I may have or produced or <laughs> like you got some funding from the the quinlay show i may have produced it we're actually going to have um the taskmaster on this on this podcast in a few weeks so <laughs> we'll have a conversation with him there maybe maybe david harbour from uh, yeah why not get him in there jim hopperman can jump on the pod as well so this sort of got me thinking quinny while i was watching this trailer and i was thinking about you know, the Avengers thinking about Marvel characters. So if it wasn't for Black Widow, which other other Marvel movie would you like to see which hasn't already been created or hasn't been announced that will be created? So one that's completely off the board. Who would you like to see? Oh, wow. You know, it could be an origin story. It could be, you know, a part, a, you know, a third movie, you know, what do you reckon? I'm curious. Well, I've never actually thought about this. I've never thought about this. I'm putting before. you on the spot here. I, know, a I bit. like that. Um, but yeah, I've never actually really thought about this. Well, I'll give I'd you like my one. Say, I'll, oh, I'll yeah, give you my on. one. So I've mentioned this on a previous podcast that I'm a big fan of him, and that's Killmonger. I really want to see. Oh, that's right. The villain. Yeah, your boy, yeah. the villain. Yeah. So yeah. I really want to see a Killmonger mm. origins story. I mean, I don't know how much would actually be in it because, I mean, he doesn't actually become Killmonger until he is in Black Panther because that's kind of like when he 
you know, fights Black Panther um, and sort of takes the throne. But I'd be very interested to see his backstory. You know, they, they said he was a Marine. I'd like to see what he did there. Obviously, he racked up kills there. He was a specialist. He was, you know, very good in combat, you know, as you saw in Black Panther. So I'd really like to see his origin story in a movie. That's my pick. Yeah, well, I've just had a, I was just having a bit of a brainstorm and you know what? I'm kind of keen to see maybe a bit of a backstory to Thanos. Ooh. Because as we I know, like that. he's like... I mean, he's the big bad, the right? Big, the big key villain in the last, pretty much the last two major Avenger films and also in all the other films. He like makes cameos in all the post-credits in a lot of those films. I'm kind of interested to see like his backstory because I don't really know much mm. about him. We just kind of know that he's, you know, he's Thanos, he's like the strongest being in the universe. Like, you know, he's unstoppable. I was like, well, where did he come from? What's made yeah. him Yeah, I mean, his character today? was built up for a long time. That's right. So, you know, all those cameos, you know, he's made a lot of, you know, he was in the Avengers in the post-credits, um, Guardians of the Galaxy as well, Age of Ultron, he, ma- he makes an appearance, Infinity War, obviously an Endgame. So, I'm kind of keen to see his backstory. You know, I love a good villain, so why not? I like it. And apparently, the next big bad is going to be for like the whole marvel phase four is galactus or you know the phases moving forward so that'll be interesting to see when they introduce him because you know it doesn't look like he's going to be introduced anytime soon but you know there is rumors that he is the next big bad yeah he looks kind of like a badass. i just googling him i just quickly bit yeah of fact, i don't i don't yeah, know too much of, about him oh, either fantastic four but oh, apparently okay. he's the next big bad so We'll have to keep our eyes out for that. You well, never I know; could, there might be yeah. there might be a hint in the Black Widow. Maybe you post be, credit. Yeah, I was going to say, do you reckon there'll be a post credit scene? I think there'll be a post credit scenes. Definitely them anymore. But you know? no, no, yeah. I think that I think they'll keep rolling with it. I mean, we saw it in Spider Man: yeah. Far From Home as well. You know, that was post Endgame, so I think they will keep rolling with the post credit uh, clips. But yeah, Black Widow. I'm super excited about it. If you haven't seen the trailer, go check it out. We'd love to know your thoughts. Hit us up, sure. send us an email, send us a question. We can talk about it on the next podcast or on a podcast to come. So now, Quinny, let's move on and let's stay in the realm of pop culture. Well, sort of in pop culture. We'll move to music and we're going to talk about Kanye West. Now, I'm not talking about Kanye West for his most recent album, Jesus is King. We're talking about an older album and we're going to talk about My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy because it's been rated the best album of the decade by both Rolling Stone and Billboard. I love this album. I know you love this album. Why do you think this was the best album of the decade? So, I just wanted to quickly add, this is like the first time we've actually started an episode with pop culture. So, you know what? We're mixing it up. I I just wanted to throw that out there. We've just done pop culture in the start. I like that. Back-to-back topics. Anyway, sorry, back to the question. My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. And, you know, I love this album. Like, you know, I just think it's probably in my top 10 favorite albums of all time. So, that's any artist that I listen to. It's in my top 10. Um, it's probably agreed. definitely... Agreed. It's in mine yeah, too. And then it's definitely in my top five favorite Kanye West albums. Also agreed. Yeah. And the fact that it was just released after 808s, which is also one of my one of my favorite albums of all time. I just think, honestly, like... It's so good, like the whole album, track one to 13. They're just all bangers, man. Like I can play it literally. It's one of those rare like albums where I can literally start it from twa- um, track one all the way to 13. Like as you said, it was quickly acclaimed. I had that exactly in my notes as well. Yeah. It's a 10 out of 10 album, no track I would skip. Yeah. 
Exactly. Critically acclaimed, 94 out of 100 on um, Metacritic, which is huge. That's obviously one of the most well-known musical um, critics. Um, it won the Grammy for Best Album and also won an award for All of the Lights. And also it won Best Rap Song and Best Rap Sung Collaboration. As we know, All of the Lights features our boy, Cuddy. Cuddy on the hook. Give us some hums, Cuddy. Straight fire. Hmm. Like, that's all we need. We need some hums. <laughs> we need a hook from my boy, Cuddy. Like, he just, that song is so good. Jay-Z's on it, Pusha T, John Legend, Fergie, Elton John's in there too, Rihanna, like there's huge features on this album and, you know, favourite tracks of all time, like all of them, like they're like what, my favourites. What is your favourite track off the album? My favourite track I had to pick one. off the album, 100% Hell of a Life, Ooh. Complete Fire. Yeah, that is like, I love that song, like that's in my top, that's my favourite one. I also had just... You know, gorgeous is good too, and monster and power, but yeah. hell of hell of a life. What do you think my favorite track is? I'm curious if you run away. Yeah, hundred percent. What I do you mean? I knew you'd know that. Give me a give me a hard question, mate. Your it, boy. In push. fact, that's the song that like I liked. Push a T. You know, previously from the clips, his time in the clips with his brother uh, Malice, who's now called No Malice, but that track and his verse on Runaway like got me so hooked on Pusha T. And that keyboard oh, sound, man. Like, man, the piano, and, it's just fire. And I would probably think you'd agree with this too, but that song performed live by Kanye West is a masterpiece. Like that is amazing live. And I was just going to say, uh, do you want to tell us that story? How, you know, you, you kind of missed Pusha T and you didn't get to actually see him perform, but you were lucky enough to see him actually perform Kanye. Can you give us a bit of background <laughs> to that story, please, Sizzle? <laughs> Sorry, I just have to do it to you. Yeah, I don't want to go into it. So, look, basically, when I went to see Kanye West, I, you know, circumstances out of my control uh, forced me to miss Pusha T. But that's all right because I got to see Kanye and I saw Pusha T when he came to Sydney on another occasion. So, so I guess that makes up for it. It's just funny, <laughs> the fact that he, he's like, yeah, it's heaps good live and then he missed, like, his whole set when he well, actually came I, to the I, show. I saw him come out I know you did, with you Kanye did, yeah. and perform, perform Runaway. So. I'm just saying, it was just kind of funny that you missed his whole set before Kanye and I saw all of it. It was a stitch up. But then, you know, I, I did go back and see him on another occasion. So I have seen him live. <laughs> but anyway, that's why it's like up there for me. Top, like yeah. last 10 years, fire. Yeah, I agree. What do you reckon? Totally agree with everything you've just said. This album was huge. I mean, it followed 808s and Heartbreaks, which for me is actually my favorite Kanye West album. That's number one for me with Kanye. You know, I like most of his projects, especially his older stuff. Uh, but 808s was number one for me. And My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy is number two. And it just followed up perfectly. I mean, he made such a statement with Power. That was his first single. He just came out of the blocks and it was like, whoa, okay, so he's not doing the 808s thing. He's coming with something completely different. Straight fire. That's what he's coming with. Oh, it is. From Even though st- 808s was fire too. But, oh, you know. yeah. But, you know, it's a completely different sort of album. Um, That's why it was so good, man. Like, you had 808s, which was completely different. And then he comes back to, like, his original kind of sound and it's just, like, amazing. Oh, yeah, big time. And I feel like people made... Like, he also made people off this album. You know, I think Nicki Minaj made a name for herself. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention her. Yeah, with that monster verse, I think and that's a great verse, by the way. I think that's the best verse on the album, yeah. like just purely rap. Yeah. I think she has yeah. the best verse she has on the her album. And like I don't even really like Nicki Minaj. Fire. Like it just, it just flows really good. It's good. Yeah, so you know that made her obviously Pusha T's career was really elevated from his solo career. Anyway, everyone knew him from the clips. 
but got his solo career going pretty much. Yeah, and then, you know, he features on two tracks on the album. Uh, obviously, as you said, Cuddy's on the album. Um, yeah, I, I think it is the best album of the decade. Um, yeah, well, I 100%. mean... 100%. Yeah, it, it's... Lucky because 808s was 08, so it was just out of it. So that's why I'd say Hell of a Life, best one of the last decade. Yeah. It, yeah I'm going to say amazing album, flawless, you can't beat it. And let's hope Kanye's next album is great. I mean, you know, he's gone down a different He's gone down track. a completely different path. So, but yeah. Kanye West, congratulations on being awarded the best album of the decade. That's a huge feat. I mean, huge. Massive. Hopefully this might, you know, motivate him to be like, oh, actually, maybe I should release something like my old stuff. Yeah. But, you know, you know, know Kanye West, knows? though. You, you know, something different every time. Yeah, well, he's supposed to be going for president in like and 2020 I mean, that's, or something. Yeah, I think so. But, but now that's 2024. That's kind of his beauty, right? Like, if he created something the same, he wouldn't be Kanye West. So, you know, whether you like his new stuff or you don't, you got to at least commend that he does really put himself out there in a different way every single time. And he, and he is creative every time. He's a creative genius, whether you like him or not. 100%. Agreed. All right, Quinny, what are we talking about next? All right, so we've, like I said before, we've done pop culture. We've really started strong with that. Um, we're going to go, as we know, as you know, we do a bit of sport too. So we go, this is kind of for pretty much any kind of sport. So most people relate to this. Just the fact, you know how managers and coaches always seem to get fired. They're always the ones that seem to be the scapegoats. They're always the ones to blame. What are your thoughts on that whole process of why the managers and coaches always seem to the first ones to go? Yeah, look, we've seen a, a, quite a lot of managers and coaches fired recently, particularly in the Premier League. Uh, Spurs sacked Maurizio Pochettino. Uh, Arsenal, my beloved Arsenal, I'm a massive gooner. Um, we're in a lot of trouble, so we won't go down that road. But they've recently just sacked Unai Emery. Um, and then the NFL, uh, the Panthers have just um, let go Ron Rivera. So there's managers and head coaches being sacked left, right and center. And yeah, I think the, the question is, should the players be held more accountable before sacking a head coach or a manager? Because it's a, it's a very viable question. And I don't know if they should. Look, I think, I think the players should be blamed more than they are. Um, I think, you know, a lot can be said about the coach, uh, coach's game plan, their, their, their schemes, uh, their playbook and whatnot. But it comes down to the players actually performing each game and every single night. And if they're not doing that, that doesn't necessarily fall on the coach. I think it's a situational thing. Uh, I think in certain cases, once the manager loses the dressing room and loses his players and they don't want to play for him or her, I think that's when the manager should go. But I think, you know, it's one of those situations where the players need to be held accountable as well. And, you know, as we've seen recently, they're not. Um, I don't know. I think it's it's an interesting one and it's a very tough one. It's, and it's also a tough situation because it's like, what do you do if your team's not performing? If you're the GM, your team's not performing. Do you let go of the manager mid-season or do you wait till the end of the year and then start fresh? I might throw that to you. What do you think? Yeah, so I think for me... I think coaches should just, you know, finish out the year and then they get rid of them at the end of the season and then they can just start fresh. Because that then means the GM can then, all right, all right, we'll do the formal interviews now. They actually go out and look for people that mm. they're actually interested in. 
And then I guess it puts less pressure on the team because they're like, all right, we just had a terrible season. It's over now. Let's start fresh. As opposed to, yeah. oh, mid-season, all right, we've got a new coach now. Now we can step up and try and, you know, make a playoff push or make it to those finals. Yeah. And it's just it's just a shame. I, like, I guess the case would be made against that would be that if you fire a coach mid-season and bring in someone else, it gives them the remainder of the season to get used to the team and get accustomed to the players and then start fresh without that adjustment period. Yeah, that's true. But it's also a double-edged sword. That's what I mean. It's one way or the other, really. And I, I just feel like maybe just let them do the season first and then at the end, all right, okay, you had your chance, you're done now. Let's do the process right and let's find the person we want to lead this team. It happens all the time, man. Like you said, like they get blamed for everything. You know, I feel like players should take some responsibility as well. And just for example, like you mentioned like soccer. I'm talking about like AFL, like the Aussie rules, like um, head coaches get fired all the time. Like literally this year, four coaches were fired from the um, AFL. They were sacked. See you later. After this, like they've had a few underperforming seasons and that's it. And it's like the coaches always seem to be the ones out in front of the cameras, yeah, you know, this is on me, blah, 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 you know. I feel like players should sometimes step up as well. It's just sad to see, man. Like, you know, in regards to the NFL as well, we looked at, you know, Ron, Ron Rivera as well, successful coach in the NFL, Carolina yeah. Panthers. Uh, you know, the team underperforms like for this season and last season and literally three years ago they were in the Super Bowl and he's mm. now, he's like one of the better coaches in the league and he's, about, he's like records f- way better than some of the other coaches but you know you got to blame someone and i guess if your team underperforms the coach always seems to be the one that they go to first but you know but like you said before if they lose the locker room or the you know they lose the players then it's tough but you know it just sucks man it's just it's just part of sport though isn't it? it's just part of the culture of sport yeah that's players always seem to be around longer than the coaches yeah and it's it's always been the way in sport and i think it will be the way you know going forward unless something, you know, changes within sport. But yeah, it is sad to see lots of coaches go. Um, yeah, I think there certainly comes a time where a manager or a coach does need to leave, but you want to see it happen, you know, on circumstances where they're not sacked and you don't want anyone to be fired, whether it's sport or just, you know, in, a, general, yeah. in general. It's sad to see anyone lose their job. So to all the coaches out there that got a job, well done. <laughs> Good luck keeping that job. Yeah. Make sure your team performs, I guess, or else you're out. You're on the chopping block. That's right. All right, so then we did some pop culture. We just did some sport. We're going back to pop, cult, uh, pop Let's culture. Bring this is, this is Let's a, bring this, it back. Let's bring it back. This is great. So as you know, guys, Disney Plus came out a few weeks ago. Sizzle and myself are super keen about this show. We did a little bit of a brief review of episode three last Very week. Very keen. And now, Sizzle, you know, Mandalorian episode four... Uh, Sanctuary was the title of the episode. I was kind of getting a bit of like the Walking Dead vibe from that title. I don't know. Something to do with the Sanctuary. I don't know. It just kind of gave me a few Mm -hmm. flashbacks to the Walking Dead that's somehow still going. But, you know, anyway. So what happened in this episode, Quinny, for those of you who have not seen it? Yeah, so pretty much, we'll just give you a bit of a recap. We don't want to go into too much detail. But, you know, Mando and Baby Yoda, you know, we love those two guys. Just chilling out on a desolated planet. um, Just trying to get by, you know. They also then just meet like an ex-rebel fighter. Her name's Kara. Uh, she's a badass as well, just like the Mandalorian. And they get into a bit of a fight. Um, they eventually cool off and join forces. Uh, they then team up and train these farmers and villagers to fight against the, these raiders that um, invaded their village. The Catalunian the raiders. Yeah, those guys. The raiders that interrupted them at the start of the episode. Um, was Josh Jacobs? 
there or I don't Derek know. Carr? I don't know. Were they? I don't think so. I didn't see those helmets or Tyrell Williams. <laughs> what happened to him, man? Waller he, had, he hasn't had like a catch in like three weeks, bro. Yeah, I don't know. Um, anyway, <laughs> and then you also, I love kind of how you, you kind of get this reveal about how he actually does take his helmet off. There's mm. this whole mystery about, oh, when's he going to take his helmet off? One of Sizzle's uh, bold prediction was he'd take it off in episode four. It didn't happen. Sorry about that, well, mate. I think I actually predicted episode two or three. Oh, was it earlier than that? Okay, yeah, I, I predicted that real early. <laughs> so anyway, so there's this big reveal about how he does take his helmet off. He just doesn't take it off in front of people. Um, and then pretty much there's this really cool throwback reference to the Imperial ATST droid, so that big AKA the Walker, yeah. that massive weapon, and they kind of work together to defeat it. And then... Yeah, and they kind of... Baby Yoda's just chilling in this village and then they're about to leave and then next minute, a bounty hunter tries to kill Yoda and then the Mandalorian and Yoda are back on their ship again. So that's pretty much a bit of a recap. I don't know, did you like the episode? I loved the episode. I've really enjoyed this show. This is my favorite show on TV right now. We said that last week. I mean, this show is awesome, especially if you like Star Wars. I mean, even if you don't, I think it's a pretty fun show. You don't really need to have any background knowledge of Star Wars. Obviously, if you do, it'll help. But I feel like it's a show anyone can jump in on and watch. It's very digestible. The episodes aren't very long. You know, half an hour or so each episode. It's kind of good. But then sometimes like, man, I want some more. I want yeah, more. But yeah. it's kind of cool. It builds up the, you know, the suspense for it and the, makes you want to see it even more. Yeah, tension, and like comes so. out every Saturday. So it gives you something to watch on the weekends. Yep. But yeah, chapter four. You know, you broke it down just then. Uh, it was just a quick it. overview. Sorry, guys, yeah. if I rushed through it. You know, I was trying to give you a rundown. Yeah, no, that's fine, Quinny. I think you did a, did a great job. Uh, yeah, like I said, if you haven't watched it, um, you know, check out Disney Plus and and do so. You can watch those four episodes in no time at all. But yeah, just a few things on this episode. So, you mentioned about Mando taking off his helmet and why he doesn't take off his helmet. You know, so he doesn't take off his helmet because if he takes it off in public, he can never put it back on. All right. So my first thing there. So what? I mean, why does that matter? True. Is he still a Mandalorian or is that is he, he done? Does he have to hand over his armor? So that's one question I've got. And the second is, after saying that, he takes it off looking out this huge window with like people probably looking in. Surely someone saw him. <laughs> Surely no one did, man. It's just the kids playing in like the in like the in the yard, man. Well, while he's watching out the window. It's a big gamble. That's yeah, what I'm saying. But I don't know. I feel like yes, to answer your first question. But yeah, back to the first. I feel question. like yeah, he still is the man. He's still a Mandalorian. But I and you know I just think he has to take his helmet off. But I think it's just more so the fact it's like kind of like part of their culture, yeah. like their religion. So you kind of kind of think of it with that kind of ideal, mm-hmm. as opposed to just oh, it's just a helmet. But actually, no, for their culture, it's like pretty much. A part of them like it's part of the who they are like represents like all they've gone through so i feel like that's why that's that whole big deal that if he takes it off then you know well you know can't I, put it back I predicted on, an episode two or what's three stopping from putting it on so i don't know but I, you're I, right i, I predicted an episode two or three that he would take it off and he hasn't yet he's taking it off before the end of he season will, one yeah in front he of will someone. surely for sure and then they, and then in the girl the what the like the amira the widow tried yeah what's her name again amira amira yeah she tried to like take it off and like there's a bit of a romantic surely they're getting there. together yeah maybe i have a i have a feeling that like something's gonna happen like they gotta go back and then they gotta just about to get to together and then she's gonna get killed or something i don't know something like that. i feel like something bad's gonna happen i don't know yeah look. maybe i don't know foreshadowing i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i mean where does mando go next 
another planet. He's just, I he's guess. just on the run, right? And there's bounty hunters after him. Is he just going to be planet hopping? Yeah. Riding on those planets, man. Just hopping along, just doing his thing. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it was pretty badass when they took down the ATST. That was pretty awesome. And it kind of had the cool, like, red, like, yeah. eyes. Yeah. Kind of evil, like, sinister. That was kind of cool, too. Really good visuals. It did. And we got to see Mando a little bit of a softer side. Yeah. He's starting to get. Starting to get a bit more accustomed to having Baby Yoda around, you know, joking it, with yeah, him. I love how it's like staying in the ship and the next minute he's like at his feet and he's like, all right, let's go. That's like classic. And Baby Yoda has quickly become one of the biggest memes on the internet. I think I've tagged you in a few as well. Yeah, I think I've tagged you in quite a few. We're just back and forth, just tagging each other in memes. Basically, Baby Yoda means memes. <laughs> and one of the ones I actually sent to you today was Baby Yoda verse Groot. I'm taking Baby Yoda. Taking Baby Yoda? Yeah. Me I too. Baby Yoda. <laughs> Me too. There's actually a, a, a funny tweet that I sent you today from Jason Concepcion. My boy. From The Ringer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you haven't... Subscribe uh, to The Ringer podcast. Subscribe to Binge Mode. If you like, Mode. If you like Star Wars, it's a great podcast. We can highly recommend it. But he, Still trying to get him on the show. We're working on it. There was a tweet today that he retweeted. Uh, the tweet had a photo of Baby Yoda and baby Groot in it and said baby Yoda or baby Groot question mark one gotta go and then Jason Concepcio has retweeted and said fire up the wood chipper that's so, right man baby Yoda lives man so Groot's gotta go uh, oh, so I, I enjoyed that quite quite a lot good that was a good one so yeah uh, Mandalorian chapter 4 great episode Sanctuary looking forward to chapter 5 tomorrow I believe. So keen. Sizzle yeah. might even come over. We might even yeah. a bit of Let's a, make a day of it. You know, make, <laughs> yeah, we'll make a day of it, you know. Have some popcorn maybe, a few drinks, you know. See how we go. Sounds good. Looking forward to it. All right, well, we might talk about episode five next week then. After Sounds good. It. So, it's time to jump back in to, to the... our number one segment on this show, right, Sizzle? Yeah, bold predictions. But before giving some, we're just going to go over a couple. Now, the first one, it wasn't a bold prediction, but I just thought I'd get this out of the way. So last week, DeBaby came up, a rapper that I quite like, who's been highly uh, ranked this year by multiple hip-hop and pop culture websites, music websites. Now, I said to Quinny, he didn't had not listened to him as of, as of last week. So I said, all right, Quinny, homework is... You got to go out and you got to listen to some baby. Listen to Kirk. Listen to Baby on Baby, and I want to get your thoughts. Quinny, the first question: Have you listened to the Baby? So, like um, I mentioned just before, I had a little brief uh, listen to him on my drive home this afternoon, as I was, uh, you know, driving in the wilderness, and uh, I don't mind it. Like it's not too bad, but I feel like I need to give it a bit more of a try. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Sizzle just showed me a few videos that kind of got me a bit more into him. So, once I get my Spotify working again, I would uh, look up and give you a heads up some songs that I liked. But off the top of my head, there was one with Offset that I kind of liked. I don't mind a bit of Offset. Um, I can't log in at the moment. But yeah, he wasn't too bad. <laughs> like, you know, I gave him a crack. He might get back into the rotation possibly. Maybe. And considering he's number one apparently on Complex. So, yeah. maybe I could give him the benefit. He ranked yeah. number one in Complex's top 20 rappers in their 20s for 2009. So, well done to the baby. He may feature next week 
on our best of 2009 episode. Maybe. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. The baby. And, Quinny, before we actually get into some bold predictions, now, this is a few weeks back, and it was a listener question. It was from Chris Stringer. Shout out to Chris. He asked about uh, cult movies that we both enjoyed, and if one of us hadn't seen one of the other movies selected, we had to go and watch it. Now, I'd seen both of your movies. You had not seen one of mine. And that movie was Blue Chips. Quinny, have you watched Blue Chips? It's been, uh, it's been a while. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to be honest on this podcast. You haven't watched it. <laughs> this podcast is over. <laughs> I'm an honest person. I can't log into Spotify right now. He's uh, having, he's having some serious I, technical difficulties. I haven't he's gone been, around to Blue Chips He's been yet. pounding the keyboard. Trying well, to I have actually read over like the plot, a little bit of the plot overview, but I haven't actually watched it yet. But it's on my to-do list this weekend when I've got right. some time to set aside. And then next week, I promise, <laughs> he can ask me about it again and I'll actually be able to right, comment I'll, I'll on it you, I'll give you Sorry, Chris, about time. that. But, you know, I've just had a lot of things on, you know, a bit disorganized. <laughs> Very unlike me, though. That's all right. You keep trying to log... watching Euphoria. <laughs> you keep trying to log into Spotify over there. Okay. <laughs> it worked last week. Uh, if only you guys could see this. That's why we need video also to accompany the audio because Quinny's over here like try to get into Spotify and can't he's pounding away on his keyboard anyway back to the podcast uh, don't worry I'm back the baby's back baby <laughs> you're logged in so we don't really have any predictions to review other than one that involves fantasy football it was a prediction I made a few weeks back that I would make our fantasy football playoffs I failed to do so. It was devastating. I had the second highest score. Just couldn't get it done. Like you know, you just out of anyone, I still lost because the person I was versing. Excuses, excuses. Like Sizzle, you know, he was apparently the champ last year. You know, the champ is here, and he didn't even make the playoffs. So, um, but who came first, Sizzle? Can you just let me know? I can't remember. Okay, I, yeah, I don't know. No, you have to tell our fans <laughs> what, who came first. It might have been you. And what's my team called? I don't, I don't know. Le'Veon Belcow. And who <laughs> did I destroy like two weeks ago? I don't know. Devontae's Inferno. <laughs> Let's just say I put out that fire. Moving on. <laughs> so some bold predictions this week, Quinny. I've got one. I've got one too. That's, how good's that? One and one. I like it. Well, I'll quickly smash through mine. So I've got a bold prediction for tomorrow, actually. Now, the Clippers play the Bucks tomorrow. Oh, look out. The mic's off the stand. Sizzle's <laughs> running hot right now. I've taken the mic off the stand. Um, it's in hand. Yeah, so the Clippers play the Bucks tomorrow, who are on a 10-game winning streak. <laughs> now, I predict that the Clippers will end that winning streak and win tomorrow. And I think Kawhi will have 20... So there's two predictions here. And oh, I think Kawhi... Have one, though. Well, it's kind of one inside one. And I think okay, Kawhi we'll will have a double-double. Rebounds or assists? Oh, I'm not going to specify. I think, I think rebounds. Yeah, I think he's more likely to get 10 rebounds. Yeah. So that's a two-pronged prediction for tomorrow. All right, so you've got... So I've got Clippers winning. I've got Clippers the beating the Bucks, ending streak. their 10-game winning streak. Yeah, and, and then, then I've got... got uh, Quite have a double double. Um, in regards to that prediction, Zizzle, I think you could be onto something. I and hope so because currently I'm four two D. 
down. Not gonna lie, I'm actually I'm, joining Sizzle on the microphone off the stand, and it feels quite powerful. You know, I'm I feeling quite powerful. I'm, right gonna, now. I'm gonna take a so, photo of this. And in regards to your prediction that you've just made, yes, I think the Clippers will beat the Bucks and end their uh, ten uh, game winning streak. And I think Kawhi could possibly get a double double, and I really think he'll probably glove up. Giannis, who's been mm. absolutely dominating lately. It'll be kind of cool to see because, yeah. you know, Toronto versus Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals this earlier this season before he left to go to the Clippers, Kawhi. Massive matchup. So, yeah. I well, think this, this is the first is game that they've played against each other since he knocked out Giannis and the Bucks. Mm, yeah, so that could be interesting. And is it in LA or is it in Milwaukee? I don't actually know that, to be honest. I probably should. Let me just quickly check. Fact check that for me. I've also got another question for you in regards to the Bucks. So, I'm just looking this up now. So, the game is in... Uh, da, 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 da. The game is... Uh, Technical difficulties these days. So it's in Milwaukee. So it's at home. At I, home. But I, that doesn't change my prediction. I still I think. I think Clippers can do it. And I reckon that is possible. I think that's a realistic prediction. But I got one little quick question for you. Just super quick. What are yep. your thoughts on that Cream City jersey that the Bucks unveiled a few games ago? You know, the white one that says Cream City. I like it. Yeah. <clears throat> I actually quite like a lot of the... Um, I think they're called city jerseys or... Yeah. Uh, I really like a lot of them this year. I really like the Clippers Los Angeles jersey. It's got like the um, San Andreas yeah, that's riding. Cool. Yeah. That's a really cool jersey. Um, that's one of the hearts. And I really like all the throwback jerseys that they've brought out this season. Jazz, uh, the Grizzlies, the, the Vancouver Grizzlies jersey. I mean, that is awesome. Yeah. The Raptors jersey. I also jersey, like the I mean, Portland one too. That's class. a cool jersey. The new Portland one. Yeah, the new Portland one's great as well. The Cream City, I like it. It's kind of catchy. I like it's it. Diff- it's just interesting. Anyway, so that's your prediction. That's yours. What, I that's think they're possible and I think you could be onto something there, my friend. All right. So, Susan went NBA and as you know, I'm going to talk about NFL now. So, my bold prediction this week, old Sizzle, Della over there. Saints to beat the San Francisco 49ers on Monday and claim the Big top game. spot in the NFC Big and the game. number one seed. They're at home. I'm backing my boys in. They're beating the 49ers. That's my prediction. They're going to win and become top in the NFC, number one seed. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I don't think it's going to happen. I really don't. I feel like the 49ers are due for a win. They've only lost once. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> they have well, won the whole season. You know, I okay, sure. I mean, they got beaten by a very good Ravens team. Um, I don't know. I feel like coming off that loss last week against the Ravens, which was a close game, twenty to seventeen. They're so good defensively, and Breeze hasn't been the same Breeze that we all love and know. I mean, I don't love him, but you do. You love him. Don't be a hater, mate. Get around, my boy. He hasn't been the same breeze. And I feel oh, like this sorry, defense... Sorry, lost two games. Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say. Sorry, we're both 10-2. and two. I apologize. Keep going, Sizzle. I feel like yeah, the Seahawks beat them. Yeah. They, yeah, that's right. That game went to overtime too, I believe. But who beat the Seahawks? 
let's focus on the the uh, 49ers right now. Yeah, let's go. Hit me who up. have the best, well, one of, if not the best defense in football. I mean, you know, maybe the Patriots are number one. Yeah, I feel like their defense will give Breeze trouble. I still think Alvin Kamara is struggling with in, that injury. I feel like he hasn't been the same since he's come back. And obviously, Michael Thomas, he is a beast. He's the best receiver in football right now. I'll give you that there. He's, you know, due for a touchdown or two. Yeah, I think it'll be a close game. Um, but I'm going to take the 49ers in this one. All right. We'll see how it goes then. Here's my question to you, though. I mean, it would never happen. It would never happen because, you know, Drew Brees is their number one. He's their ride or die. But is Teddy Bridgewater a better option. I mean, like I said, it would never happen, but he played very well in Breeze's absence. Is Teddy Bridgewater a better quarterback? This is a hot take. This is like something on first take. <laughs> You're giving me evils across. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like Teddy Two Gloves, yeah, I like him. Yeah, he's good. I, I just wanted to get a reaction out of you. I didn't believe that for a second. <laughs> You should, I'm have sorry. Seen, you should have said your eyes when I said that. I almost just turned to a Sith Lord, I reckon, just then. I almost <laughs> entered the dark side of the force there. Uh, but it took your question, you jerk. Uh, no, I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is a better option. I'm glad that he played well for us. But I'm back in Breeze, bro. Breeze is walks, man. Air Breezy, get into him. He's getting over 200 yards. He's throwing two touchdowns, man. He's on. Well, we'll see. We'll see come uh, the end of the weekend and the end of football. So, we've done our predictions. Now, let's move on, Quinny. We got the listener question of the week. It's from our good friend, Luke Bukarovic. Luke the Braz. <laughs> Braz what? So, Luke asks, who is having a better redemption season in the NBA Dwight Howard or Camelo Anthony? A really good question. I really back this question. So, shout out to Luke there. Yeah, shout out to Luke. That's a great question. Um, but for me, I'm going with my boy, Melo. I'm going with Carmelo just simply because, you know, I love him. He's been out of the league for like a year. He didn't deserve to be just not on a team. He's yeah. too good to not be in the league. And ever since he's come back into the league, I really... He's, like, he's winning... like. Portland in general winning more games with him. He got the Western Conference Player of the Week just recently. I know there's a lot of controversy about that. That was, that was wild. Let's I know it was like, wild. I loved it, but, but he shouldn't have won. I loved it, and you know it was a bit wild. But you know he's been playing really well. Yeah, Luka Doncic probably should have won that. Yeah, mate. Back our boy Mello, man. Three pieces. I, mean, of I head. love Mello, but like, yeah, but yeah, I know. Like, okay, yeah, it was a bit. Yeah, how you going? But you still got it. Um, I love how he's now going to get the guaranteed contract yeah. for the season. That's huge for Mello. Like, he deserves oh. a guaranteed as opposed to, like, oh, you know, what do they have? What was he on? A non guaranteed. So, we want yeah. a guaranteed one for the rest of the year. And again, they're winning. They've got a winning record since he's been playing. So, I think Portland are finally starting to get it together and they've got to be back in the playoff picture soon. So, I'm going with Mello. Yeah, nice. I think, you? I think you could you can make a case for either of them here. I mean, let's just quickly have a look at the stats. I mean, Dwight Howard on the 19 and 3 Lakers. He's obviously coming off the bench. He's averaging seven points per game, seven rebounds per game, 1.5 blocks. Whereas Melo, nine and 13 Blazers. He's averaging 16.9 points, 5.9 rebounds, and 1.8 assists. I actually think Dwight's having a better redemption season. Um, 
while I think Melo's having a great season, it's awesome to see him back in the NBA because it just wasn't the same without him in it. I mean, you know, we're huge Melo fans, so obviously we're going to ride or die by Melo. But it just, it was just weird not seeing him on a team when he was out there, you know, especially on his Instagram, you know, he's getting shots up. He really should, he, ne- he never got a, a proper farewell. Not to say this is a farewell tour. He's even come out and said that this is, I think he said, this ain't no damn farewell tour. So, you know, it, we don't know how many seasons he will play. But yeah, the way he did sort of bow out for a while there was really just sad because he's one of the best scorers the NBA's ever seen. But uh, Dwight Howard, I think, has really turned around his career because he was sort of on the cusp of being one of the NBA players that just, you know, falls off the map and and didn't want to change his game style. Yeah, and never gets back into the league because there was a number of years there where Dwight still had that mentality that he was the best center in the league and he was an all-star, which he clearly wasn't. But he's fully embraced that bench role. The Lakers are rolling right now. As I said, they've only lost three games. They're looking really good, man. And he loves playing for them, um, you know, by the looks of things. He coming off the bench, giving Javel a rest. He ends up playing more minutes than Javel. Um, he gives As he that, should, I think. Dwight's oh, yeah. probably better. Dwight is better. I mean... He, he, he's good defensively because he's a big body and he can block shots. Um, and he, he's changed his body. He's lost a lot of weight. He, he's a lot more athletic. Um, or maybe not more athletic, but he's a lot quicker up and down the floor. He looks like he's not too heavy, so he's not going to get... That minimizes those leg injuries. Yeah, exactly. And really, all he's doing is catching lobs and you know finishing under the basket. And playing D. And, and playing D. You can't really ask more from him. And he's just fully embraced that role. So, it's early days for both of them. Maybe we revisit this at the end of the season. I like it. Sounds I think good. It's a good question. Good on you, Yeah, Luke. great Shout question. Shout out to Luke. Great question. Um, but yeah, right now, I think Dwight, but, you know, like I said, the case could be made for either. I like it. One thing you forgot to mention that Dwight Howard, he's hitting threes, man. How's yeah. he feel when he hit that three ball? I love massive. how Boogie Cousins is just losing his mind on the bench and then Dwight's just hitting threes. That was funny. Anyway. That was massive. A funny takeaway from that game was the... The biggest thing that you know reporters were talking about was LeBron's travel. Yeah, it was a big travel, but that was. So, <laughs> and they're like, "What are you doing?" Like, it's just blankly just travel. Yeah, but yeah. you know, it's the NBA. It's LeBron. Yeah. It happens. Exactly. He's All been right. traveling for many years. <laughs> Everybody travels in the NBA, man. That's right. All right, my friend. Yeah. And so, we, is we, are we up some quick questions? Yeah, I was gonna say this is another one of the, our favorite uh, areas on this pod. Yes. Good old. Oh, okay. I might take the mic out again for these ones for the Sizzler. All right, Sizzle, my quick fire questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. I said, are you ready? <laughs> Shout out to DX. All right. I'm ready. Serpent kiss or pink alar? Serpent's kiss. Serpent kiss or fruity wine? <laughs> so for the listeners out there, <laughs> when we're talking about fruity wine, that means natural wine. Fruity slash Minimal natural intervention wine. intervention wine, biodynamic, e.g., etc. Um, I mean, it it depends on the occasion, man. I don't want the occasion. <laughs> I want serpent kiss or fruity wine. Okay, fruity wine. <sighs> All I like right. these questions. Okay, <laughs> fruity wine slash natural wine or Woodstock four twenty mil Coca Cola <laughs> cans. Throwback. Um, I mean, uh, an eighteen or nineteen year old sizzle would have said. Woodstocks, but I'm gonna stick with my fruity wine right now. <laughs> Every time he says fruity wine, it just cuts me deep. 
All right, last one for you. I think I know the answer to this one. Jim Beam or Cougar Bourbon? Ooh. Okay, so for those of you who don't know us, this is what Quinny and I grew up on. <laughs> I mean, maybe didn't grow up on. Cause yeah, like, <laughs> we were like, you know, we started drinking when we were 18. Yeah, I mean, you know, we never drunk legally no, ever. Yeah, us like 14, 30, <laughs> 40. But anyway. Um, oh, I, both big... Big drinks. Just think of those memories, mate, from those two yeah. delicious bourbons. Oh, Cougars. It has to be Cougars. Cougar, yes. It has to be Cougar. My man. The green All right. tins. The green tinnies. We used to almost smash a case of them. I mean, like, let's not go into that. Yeah, we won't go into that. <laughs> but there was a time in our lives where like, every Saturday I might bring a six-pack over. with share them. Well, like a case. <laughs> a six-pack sizzle. Nah. But anyway, I thought I'd, that's it. That's it for me, though. I like that it. my quick Short fire questions. Yeah, I only had a few. I like it. Yeah. Well, All right. Let's wrap up the podcast with both giving a shout out. I'll give mine first. Go for and it. My shout out for this week goes to all the firefighters out there battling the crazy fires throughout um, Australia. And that includes the firefighting and incident management specialists from Canada who have actually been flow, flown over to help. Much um, love. I appreciate that. A devastating time, obviously, especially through New South Wales. You know, I've seen these just disastrous fires yeah. like some Crazy. of the images uh, oh you should, at my work on the week on oh, like the other day it was great the sky was like yellow oh it was brutal yeah it's a it's a rough time and you know ever, anyone that's close to these fires are having to deal with them um you know be safe basically um but yeah shout out to all those firefighters doing a a, a good job yeah i love that shout out um i'm gonna go for a different one um, shout out to Art of Espresso. Served me a delicious coffee this morning and getting me through the day. Shout out to you guys. Art of Espresso. I'm a big fan of your work. Keep it up. Where is Art of Espresso? Young New South Wales. Right, home of the cherries. The cherry capital of Australia. For our listeners out there. Art of Espresso. And thank you so much. You know, maybe we should have mentioned this earlier in the pod, but for our listeners out there, you'll actually be moving to Young next yeah, year. Yeah, your boy Quinny. Sad. You know, sad times. I'm not sad happy. times. Sizzle's not happy about it, you know, but he'll just have to deal. But, you know, your co host of the Quinlay show is moving to Young, but don't threat. The podcast will be living on strong. <laughs> podcast will. Season continue. two will start <laughs> when I'm in Young. Don't you worry. January, look out. Looking forward to it. I'm even going to get my own microphone. Can't wait for that. But that brings us to the end of the episode. That's so it. yeah, like I said at the start of this episode, next week we'll have our best of 2019 episode followed by a Christmas special the week after. Um, we'll probably have a little bit of a break over um, Christmas and the new year, but then we'll be back in January um, with some more podcasts for your ears. So please... Rate- Heaps more topics that we'll be able to oh, talk yeah. about in January. For sure. NFL playoffs, you know, NBA we're still, season. We're still working out this whole podcast thing. You know, it's very Fantasy. unscripted. Um, you know, we don't edit this. We just literally just Movies put the intro song yeah. at the start and the end and then we just throw it up there. So, um, yeah, for those of you who do listen, thank you very much. Continue to do so. Uh, tell your, your friend, tell your brother, tell your cousin, tell your sister, tell your uncle. Tell them all. Tell and, the fam. Um, yeah. Until next time, Quinny, we'll be seeing you. Well, we won't be seeing you. We'll be talking to you. All of the lights, all of the lights. Shout to Kanye West.